and welcome to Let's Party with Marty, the podcast where we take you through the pictures directed by Martin Scorsese and the companion films from his letterboxed list. I am Sarah Buttery. And I am MJ Smith, and we are going to be your co-hosts through this uh, journey through film history. Um, yeah, it's, it's, Mar- it's Marty, baby. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's hard to say, like, Martin Scorsese, one of the all-time great artists, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And it, just his filmography is so ripe for analysis. Um, even just doing a straightforward Martin Scorsese podcast. But mm-hmm. now we have been offered this insight that yeah. feels somewhat unprecedented a little mm-hmm. bit into mm-hmm. how he approaches the way he in which he views his films um and i think having something like that from one of the all-time great artists is so valuable and Mm -hmm. so rare you know and when i say the all-time great artists i mean in any medium right like i this is a man who is going to be mentioned in the same breath and as rembrandt and you know, Van Gogh and mm. <laughs> uh, Mozart and the Beatles, you know, like, the, yeah. like all those people, <laughs> like the, these are, these are people who are going to go down in history, like all in that same sort of grouping of like once mm-hmm. in a lifetime medium defining geniuses. Right. And so to see this insight into where he basically laid bare, this is everything, right. This is, this is my career yep. in references. Right. And so the sort of like mission of the pod is to, you know, he basically said, if you want to know me as a filmmaker, here are 59 films in which you can do that. And so we are going to do it. Um, We are going (laughs) to be watching every single one of the films on his companion list, as well as um, the corresponding Martin Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has labeled each film on his letterbox list of like, this movie pairs with this movie as a companion piece to this film. Um, so if you would like a, so, a sort of a better understanding of this film of mine, you should watch this film. Or in some cases, these films, there's a handful on there, like a pretty large handful I yep. say, <laughs> that have uh, multiple films that he considers companion pieces to them. And I think one of the things that drew us to this, Sarah, is that not all the films were released um, mm-hmm. necessarily when he made those films. So some of them are retroactive. So they weren't even like, this is not a list of films that were direct inspirations yeah. for him making these films. These are films that he says, Hey, these would pair well. Of yeah. like, if you want a sense of like what my sensibility was going into this movie from wherever it was, even if I didn't know that this was it, this now pairs with yeah. this film. I... And so to have this like, you know, this weird angle of like, these are the influences on my thing, but these are not necessarily films that like 
I was referencing directly through this shot or this plot mm-hmm. point or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just super interesting. Yeah, the the analogy that I kind of came up with to sort of like describe what this companion list is is like the Martin Scorsese Martin Scorsese films are the are the main meal, right? The 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 kind of like the main meal of what we're going to be talking about. But these films on his list are like the wine that will be paired right, with that meal, right? Like, so we're kind of going through all of the the films on his list but like not just the films on his list it's the one that they are sort of like paired with and yeah i was fascinated by this list i went like mm-hmm. a lot of there were a lot of memes and a lot of people like marty's on letterbox like what the hell is yeah. happening kind of reactions when when this happened but i was just like this is what a a blessing and a privilege to one be alive at a time when martin scorsese is making movies two all the time he is still like kind of like functioning to like the highest level where like he's not just still making incredible films he is able to like pour all of his knowledge to like Mm -hmm. i don't feel worthy (laughs) like this is gonna sound stupid but i'm like i don't like i we're just being given all of this information like i think i remember seeing a tweet someone being like this man is offering us a free film education guys like listen to what he has to say like this is important and that's what i told you i said if you if you were to go through and watch this list with his movies i legitimately think as someone who dropped out of college (laughs) dropped out of film school um so i am an authority on this i legitimately (laughs) think that if you were to go on this journey by the end of it you would have a bachelor's level education of film history and mm-hmm. filmmaking. Yeah. Um, I think anyone, <laughs> I think like this, it is free film school. As far as I'm concerned, if you really dig into this, like it is a treasure trove of not just insight into this singular voice that we have had in this medium, but just in the, the art of filmmaking itself. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah it just uh, i'm personally very very excited to go on this journey because i went through this list and there's a lot of films that i haven't seen including some scorsese films so i i can't wait to go through this and experience all of this and hopefully our listeners will experience it with us as well i think it would be really beneficial to watch the films as we're going through them like the films on the list plus the scorsese Mm -hmm. films i I get it some aren't going to be like super easy to get hold of but i think that there will be a benefit to that as well as sort of like listening to us talking about it is actually like watching these films as well like while we have martin scorsese we really just need to like make the most of it and that's kind of why we're doing this whole thing i mean yeah we a little about who who we are and what we're doing yeah why (laughs) why why these two crazy cats over here um if you cannot tell by our uh, accents we live on different sides of the world one in the uk Mm -hmm. one in the us but we have come together for a uh, well firstly a mutual love of jaws um which is sort of how we first started uh making stuff together and, and, and making podcasts together and also what we learned through doing that is that we like a lot of the same directors and the same films and i think speaking for both of us martin scorsese is our collective mj and sarah favorite director up there with spielberg as well i find it hard to separate but i think if i have to choose probably gonna be marty which is good because yeah. we're here so hey. yeah. <laughs> 
yeah um yeah i i yeah that's that's exactly it right ever since i was little i wanted to be a podcaster um, <laughs> oh that's good that's really good <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i think collectively we have about 20 years of experience in podcasting um <laughs> which is wild um yeah but yeah, so this is not our first show. Um, this is just a new show for us. It is my third podcast, which all three of them are going to be releasing episodes while, while you're listening to this. So uh, I co-host <laughs> Let's Jaws for a Minute with Sarah, and that releases every other Friday. And then um, I have my own show, which Sarah has been guesting on or has guested on in the past. Um, and by the time you're listening to this will very soon be a guest um it's called real perspective that's r-e-e-l perspective um and i've been doing that show about nine years now and it's had different iterations i don't recommend going back and starting because it's a much different format but (laughs) i left them there for history's sake right for posterity i suppose but it is a current release uh movies and television podcast essentially Mm -hmm. like at its bare bones but i've been doing that for a long time and then let's jaws for a minute has is just celebrated its third year of uh, Good being, yeah, <laughs> time flies yeah, that was, yeah time flies when you're in a global pandemic um sure. yeah yeah that was so let's jaws for a minute started as our sort of po- pandemic project and yeah so that's our bona fides as far as uh podcasters go but what about the man, the myth, the legend himself, the reason we're here to talk about it, right? Like, <laughs> what, what, why us talking about specifically Martin Scorsese outside of, like, he's our favorite director, right? And, like, I don't know, Sarah, what is your sort of Marty origin story? <laughs> I think it's, I mean, uh, this was mentioned on a fairly recent episode of Let's Jaws for a Minute, but my very first exposure to martin scorsese uh just as a person who existed is unfortunately in the animated film shark tale um but to be fair i watched that when i was very (laughs) when i was young uh, at an age where that was the sort of film that i would be watching and if uh, people follow martin scorsese's career very closely you know that he has got a a voice (laughs) role in that film but we uh we move we brush past that the first Scorsese directed film that I can remember sitting down and watching is The Departed and which is relatively recent but like everything since then I have just or pretty much everything since then to to be clear I have devoured and I just am so obsessed with this person as a as a director but just as a person as well that like I, well, we joke about it, but I married someone called Martin. That's not the only reason why I married him. He's got a lot of other things going for him. Um, but also we've started the trend of uh, naming all of our pets after things related to Martin Scorsese. So we had uh, Travis Prickle, who was named after Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver, who was a little hedgehog. Um, and we now have a dog called Thelma, who is named after uh, the queen herself, Thelma Schoonmaker. So I feel like those are my, like, Scorsese credentials. They're yeah. kind of ridiculous, but the serious point being, this is a director who I greatly admire and have admired for a very long time. I mean, obviously, since watching sort of Departed onwards, I've then obviously gone back to to other films. This will probably change over the course of the podcast, but right now my favourite Scorsese film is Taxi Driver. Um, 
but oh, there's there's a lot that I <laughs> that I love. I feel like it just depends on mood as well because he's made so many great films that it's kind of hard to decide a favorite but yeah <laughs> yeah um my origin story with marty is that like my first exposure <laughs> to him i suppose is that uh so my parents are older um and so they had me kind of late in life so they had like a lot of references that like kids like like millennial kids don't have <laughs> millennial and younger kids don't have and so i grew up watching a lot of like black and white stuff i grew up watching a lot of like older films a lot of three stooges a lot of marx brothers um stuff like that um not much chaplin or or keaton they didn't they weren't really silent film kids but um that always had me like interested in film history and just kind of i guess sort of history in general and even when I was younger, I had, like, an interest in very, like, adult films as far as, like, my age range of, like, why do you want to see that? Like, I remember seeing, I saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in theaters, and huh? I was 11. <laughs> um, and uh, so stuff like that. And so my dad, like, my dad wasn't, like, a cinephile, but if there was something, like, he was very good at reading my interests. Mm -hmm. And he would very much, like, if he got the scoop on any sort of music or like musical artist that he thought I would like he would he worked nights so I didn't see him a lot during the week but he would leave me notes of like hey check out this band when you get a chance like I saw them on you know Jay Leno last night or whatever and he also learned how to do that with I think my movie tastes where like he was like like I, he took he's the one who took me to see um Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I think he was like, what in the <laughs> fuck is my, like, 11-year-old son, like... And I think even earlier than that, I was probably 10 when Truman Show came out. We went to see Truman Show together. And it what became, like... It's so good. But even at 9, like, despite the fact that Jim Carrey had just had the best year ever for an actor of 1994, where The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura 1 all came out... Um, which are the more, like, they're not necessarily kid-friendly films, but those are the you, bigger, broader, sillier films. Even at nine, year, nine, ten years old, Truman Show was my favorite Jim Carrey movie because <laughs> it was so, like, substantial. And so I always had these, like, tastes that skew, skewed more mature. So my exposure was two years earlier than Departed. It was The Aviator. My dad took me to see The Aviator, which is a two-hour and 40-minute biopic is... about Howard Hughes. Mm -hmm. And I was, f oh, God, uh... I would have been 15, 16, something like that. Like, I was hands down the youngest person in that theater <laughs> by decades. And I loved it. I saw mm -hmm. it twice. I just, like, it, it, it was a formative film for me. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, that's the mm -hmm. dude from Titanic. Like, and I, <laughs> I had seen, like, you know, we had seen Titanic in 97. I was eight. Oh my God. I saw Titanic when I was eight, but I saw that Whoa. movie in theaters. <laughs> um, and so I like, I was just like, what is, what, what, what is this? Right. And like, that's around the time I fell in love with film, but this was, I didn't know who Marty was, but I knew that this movie was like incredible based mm. on other, like the things I could compare it to. Right. 
and so from there i learned who martin scorsese was i found out you know his he's oh he's the taxi driver guy i've heard of taxi driver oh he's the raging bull guy i've heard of raging bull you know like i had an interest in film history at this point but like i hadn't seen anything right because i was Mm -hmm. 15 years old and streaming (laughs) wasn't a thing and so from there i was like oh i whatever he does i like like whatever he did in that i liked and then the more i learned about him the more i learned like what a champion for film history and film preservation not Mm -hmm. just um here in the states but globally he was and i really think that's admirable i think that film is one of our greatest art forms um it is a very universal right like it's the ebert quote of like films are machines for empathy machines that Mm -hmm. generate empathy and so just learning about him and learning that he's like oh he's about this right like and then you see interviews with him right and you're like oh my god like this guy Mm. oh this oh this guy's a genius like a legitimate (laughs) genius and so that just like it started this love affair with him and then i was an 18 year old white male when the departed came out so uh that is a movie (laughs) for 18 year old white males holy crap i remember that movie coming out and it like changed my life you know like it is one of those movies where it was like oh i'm gonna think about that movie for the rest of my and like that's my favorite Martin Marty movie. Like it is, that's, that's my number one, which is very like on brand for my generation, but <laughs> that movie's really fucking good. <laughs> um, and I remember the, the moment where I was like, I got to watch all this dude's movies is he went on some late night show three days before the movie released to general audiences and told them Jack Nicholson died in the movie (laughs) incredible the bde of that like i remember even in that moment being like holy crap he just ruined his own movie (laughs) on purpose because someone asked him about the christ imagery in his films and he was like oh yeah it's even in the departed when jack nicholson dies near the end i put him in like the cruciform and the i think it was conan o'brien was like did you just tell us that Jack Nicholson dies in your movie that isn't out yet? And Scorsese being the one goat and two just mad lad (laughs) that he is was like, yeah, they're going to see it. (laughs) I was like, he was like, he was like, yeah, they're going to see it. Also, that's not like the end of the movie. And then three days later, I went to see the movie and I was like, oh, that was very much not the end of the movie. Whoa. (laughs) Like, he he knew that, like, Jack Nicholson dying is more or less, like, a throwaway plot point by the time the movie (laughs) wraps up. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that was, like, that was the moment where I was like, that guy rocks. Like, whatever Uh he's doing, I want to be a part of forever now. And then working at video stores um after high school because i did go to film school so it is legally required that i worked at film school or at video stores i just (laughs) like he was the first director that when i got my free rentals i was like i'm watching every martin scorsese movie and so Mm. i watched most of them around that time because departed came out while i was working at a video store like i left a shift at the video store to go see the departed and then immediately the next day started renting every martin scorsese movie i could get my hands on and just like, <laughs> devoured them um yeah so that's like that was like the the thing that kicked it off and then yeah like you said over the years like he hasn't gotten worse <laughs> you know nope. nope sure hasn't i mean we're both fairly fresh out of seeing uh what is uh, currently his latest film killers of the flower moon um and uh, marty's still got it uh yeah <laughs> Mar- marty's movie. still 
ready to party. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know who else has still got it? I know we haven't really talked about it, and this probably isn't the place. Fucking Bob De Niro. Hell yeah. He was... He's so good in that movie. So good. Uh, to, I mean, uh, my husband, as well as being called Martin, is a very big Martin Scorsese film. He is actually, as we speak, watching Goodfellas downstairs, which I'm really yeah. jealous about. Um, but he huge Robert De Niro fan like Robert De Niro is his favorite actor I think of all time and he was like that's the like the most like evil and menacing De Niro has been in a film since Cape Fear and I was like yep you're not mm-hmm. you're not wrong nope also I, another I said the exact film, same so. thing. yeah also like at least Max Katie's like a little bit funny and charming like this sure. dude just sucks like it, 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 this is the scariest Robert De Niro performance as far as I'm concerned because he's so genial about it. Like, man. Oh, yeah. Anyway. This is, yeah. This Ooh, isn't this the is fun of a... <laughs> This is why you suggested we needed a separate Discord call about that that movie, but good lord, yep. he's good in that movie. Um, our, our discussion on that film will be uh, a little while away, and we'll get into, yeah. I guess, soon the the what the podcast is going to look like and what it will sound like for for you guys listening but what i think is interesting listening to sort of you talking about your uh your journey with scorsese and your and your love for him is that like because of our age difference like we basically came to him at the same age obviously that didn't happen at the same time i was like 15 16 when i first saw the departed so that was when i was kind of like oh this this guy can really make this guy's really good at making films and then (laughs) because i am as you will learn listening to this podcast and you will know if you listen to our other podcast when i love something (laughs) boy do i love it so then i'm like i gotta watch everything i gotta read Mm -hmm. everything i gotta Mm -hmm. devour everything i need to like consume Mm -hmm. everything that this man has ever created um and now that we are sort of like podcasting together regularly and have been for a while as well it's just like what not to toot our own horns but beep beep what better people uh to sort of like go through, <laughs> go through this than us yeah. i guess i mean we kind of said this that like other people can you know talk about films as well but like i feel like there is something that that we bring to this that is just like a little bit different and i hope that doesn't come across the wrong way if this is people's first time listening to mm. us that we are like right think that we're perfect or better than everyone that is absolutely not it at all it's just our kind of like shared and similar love for Scorsese what we've kind of like gone through with our previous podcasts as well and and the journey that we've we've gone on with that this sort of feels like our next our next step like the next thing that we need to do we have been talking for ages about wanting to talk about Scorsese films and nothing really felt right until this list and then we were both like we gotta do this because this isn't just going through the filmography of Martin Scorsese which anyone can do and many people have done this Mm. is getting into like the mind of Martin Scorsese and like seeing how this guy works and like a bit behind his process and yeah yeah this list is sort of to me the equivalent of something like get back right like sure get back is this like peek behind the curtain that like is i can't believe exists like every time Mm -hmm. i think about that 
that miniseries, like, it's overwhelming to me that we have mm. <laughs> this footage of the Beatles just doing the shit that the Beatles did. And just, you could just watch that. You know, yeah. you could just, anytime, it's on Disney Plus, you know, at any point <laughs> in your life, you can, as a matter of fact, that might be how I spend the rest of my afternoon until I go watch the thing. <laughs> um, you can just turn it on and just see the Beatles in the studio being like, "What? how do we write Beatles songs? Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're almost done with their careers and they're still like, I don't know how we do this. You know, and to just see their, that process of like, does anybody have any ideas? Yeah, kind of a little bit. And then Paul comes in and just like starts doing this like, oh, yeah, I had this like bass riff last night. And within three and a half minutes, they just, oh, here's get back. Like, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. And this feels like that where like I, we have. Well, I don't know if you have, but I have not started watching any of the films yet. Not yet. Um, but this feels like this is going to be something where we are going to watch. So the first episode, we're going to talk about shadows, um, which is John Cassavetes film. And Marty says like, this is the one that like got me off my ass. Essentially. This is the one that told me like, get up and go make movies. Mm -hmm. And like with his commentary in that watching that film, I think I'm almost certain whether we like these films or not. Right. Because some of these films are going to be from a certain era, um, mm-hmm. Which doesn't just mean like certain depictions of stuff, though that does mean certain depictions of stuff. Um, uh, it, but it just like it's a different era of filmmaking. We might find so- stuff a little more boring or a little slower than like Marty probably does. Mm-hmm. However, I think with that guiding principle of this list, what it's going to do is going to offer us insight into him as a filmmaker and as an artist that is. I know I already use this word is unprecedented, like is, is Mm -hmm. just like incredible to think about. And so I think I'm very interested. I'm honestly more interested to watch the companion films than I am to watch the Scorsese. Same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Because I think with that idea of like the compass pointed at Marty while we're watching those films is going to really like affect our reading of it to be like, Oh, this, I absolutely see where this, you know, could come from or like, you know later and there's there's a pairing later that is just absolutely bananas to me (laughs) and so to just see like to see if i'm gonna vibe with it after watching them together to be like hey i get it or just like what are you on marty like yeah what um i just think it's gonna be such an interesting like experiment in how we watch films i've never watched movies in quite this way before Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and we've watched movies in a lot of ways right like yes our our jaws (laughs) podcast was started out as us doing a minute by minute breakdown of the film which i think is one of the things that uniquely qualifies us to uh (laughs) make this pod which is we're good at the deep dive we have established yeah. <laughs> ourselves as deep dive podcasters. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what better way to do it than with like one of the great, one of the greats to ever do it, you know? Yeah. And what I'm excited, one of the many things I'm excited about is like, we both went into our Jaws podcast as two people who Jaws is our favorite film, love it more than anything. Right. Like we still came out of that with like renewed, love like i when we finished that podcast i loved it more than i had ever loved it before and that has not changed that has only like continued and grown so i with how much like we love my scorsese at the moment i don't even know where we're going to be by the end of this but i'm very very excited to to find out and to kind of go on that journey and i I guess to explain as well like where how we're going through it so you mentioned our first episode is going to be shadows 
so the Marty's list is ordered differently. He's gone newest to oldest. So he starts with his things that have informed Killers of the Flower Moon, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So we're kind of flipping that round and we're doing mm-hmm. it chronologically. So going through, at least going through Martin Scorsese's films chronologically, um, the accompanying films are kind of all over the place in terms of dates. But yeah, we'll be watching the accompanying film first so our first episode will be about shadow so stick with us the scorsese is coming but we will obviously be talking a lot about him on that episode still yeah. um and then we'll get into uh who's that knocking at my door is the yep. first mm-hmm. yep. one um and then going going through it in that Weird way movie. um yeah <laughs> i've never seen it so looking forward to uh to getting into that one but yeah obviously deep dives is kind of our thing when we're we are still making Let's Jaws for a minute. Even when we finished Jaws, we were like, this isn't enough. We need to do even more. Having just gone no. through the movie, minute by minute, we were like, let's go even further. So now we are kind of into talking about other films that Spielberg directed, other shark films, other films that came out in the same year, other films with the same actors. We've got a bunch of like different things like planned out for that. Mm-hmm. Everything sort of circles back round to Jaws eventually, but like yeah we are kind of going even further and sort of like looking just at the impact and legacy of of jaws like as a piece of as a piece of art as well as all the kind of people involved with it as well um i prior to or kind of ran alongside doing let's jaws for a minute for a little while i was doing a podcast with um my friend and co-host barry levitt we were going through the Disney animated classics. Uh, we did that chronologically as well. So, look, we're we're fairly qualified <laughs> to sort of do like chronological, really deep dives on on topics um, and sort of go into that level of detail. We bring different things to the table. I don't think I have quite the same level of like knowledge of film history as you do because I'm just like. Because you didn't drop like out of film Because I'm younger. Because I didn't drop out of film school. That's exactly why. Um, but yeah, we we bring something different to it, and as it will it will be kind of going deep on these films. But we're gonna have fun as well. If you know us and you know our other podcast, um, you know that it can be very silly, and we have lots of laughs as well. So it's not gonna right. be all like super serious like all of the time um no. this is not a lecture <laughs> series right like, no this is not, this is not a, a marty talk right like this is yeah this like is, a ted talk right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. there you go you got there <laughs> i knew it was a big stretch but i was fine with it anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> the cogs were turning it was all right yeah, i was figuring yeah. out <laughs> yeah uh, I was like, I'm just going to say this and she'll probably figure it out. <laughs> like, <I> was, <laughs> That's called trusting your co-host. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it, yeah, it's not like, here's the thing. We're podcasters. Like we're not, we're not professors, first of all. And there are <laughs> certainly people who have like a d- deeper breadth of knowledge of film history than we do. And have a more academic approach to it. And I'm sure you can find that somewhere. It's probably written. It's probably not a podcast, Mm -hmm. but there is going to be like analysis. And like, once again, to toot our own horns, I think we're pretty good at analysis. Mm -hmm. That said, we're also pretty good at being silly, goofy little goobers. So (laughs) 
Um, Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Um, matter of fact, I would argue we're better at that. Um, but it, yeah, it's not going to just be, you know, this is that. Like, it's not, we're not, the idea is not to make it dry, right? Like, we want to make it fun. Not we want to make it funny, right? And like, in a respectful way, like, we're not going to make fun of, like, there's certain, like, things that martin's chris made like he just makes heavier movies right like mm. and we're not gonna like poke fun at stuff like that like that's not the the humor that that our pod come like comes out of our pod mm. usually <laughs> um uh uh a recent episode notwithstanding i suppose <laughs> um but yeah it's not it it's not meant to be like a film school despite the fact that it is a film school's amount of like content and knowledge yeah. that he has given us right um it's just two people who love this man and his sort of mission to save cinema um mm -hmm. <laughs> as much as possible with his his time on this earth right and like i think that's something that resonates for both of us too is like i think we both have a similar life philosophy of uh, for the both of us, I mean, me and Sarah, I don't know anything about Martin Scorsese's life <laughs> philosophy. Um, uh, of like the the point of our being here is to leave our corner of the planet a little better than we found it, and mm -hmm. that very much comes off in Scorsese's work as a film preservationist. Like that is the way he feels called and compelled to leave his corner of the planet a little better than he found it. And I've always admired people who live their life in that way and it seems like he is someone who does that mm -hmm. and so to have this show be like a celebration of this man that we both like very much admire and adore um while also giving honestly if nobody listens to this podcast we're still gonna do it because sarah and i just <laughs> fucking love talking about martin scorsese movies together yeah. so um yeah it's gonna happen whether we have zero listeners or a thousand you know and that i think that's the driving force behind it right is when this list came out i said i just got a new pod idea and sarah was like you need to stop <laughs> like and then within a day we were creating social media accounts for it so yeah it was yeah. too good of an idea to pass up. Like it just lit this like fire and excitement in us as people who are creating podcasts of like, we mm -hmm. have to do this and we have to do this now because I know for me, um, I have ideas for podcasts for days. Right. But I'm cool with most of them being on the back burner unless this becomes a full-time thing for me. Right. Mm. This <laughs> Not so much. Like, this is something that, like, the idea happened and I was like, oh, no, I need to do that. Like, this is something mm -hmm. I need to do, right? Like, there was just such a there, such a hook. It got its hooks in me as an idea. And I just couldn't shake it. I spent so much of the rest of that day so distracted by that idea that I was like, we, <laughs> we have to do this. And yeah. I ran it by several people and they were like, you have to do this. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> um, but it just, yeah, this show feels like something we specifically have to do. Yeah, absolutely. I and it, all of the like logic and reasoning was like, no, you don't have time. No, you have mm -hmm. a podcast already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's a huge undertaking. All the things yeah. that usually. And then I was just like, I like you. I just couldn't. I couldn't shake it. I was like, we'd we'd both sort of, even though you'd sort of come to me and been like, here's this idea. This would be a great podcast. It was something I I like sent you 
the le- like the letterbox list or was like marty's on letterbox so we, it was like yeah we yeah, were you, kind of yeah like, you broke the news to me yeah <laughs> and like i mean lj fam happened similarly right i just threw out like a dumb idea and then you mm. were like i'm in <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah it was a very similar origin to to lj fam and this and i think that's also where it was like oh okay no this this idea got its hooks in us and like really was like oh no we we have to do this now like now that yeah we've, we've got this base and like this also this like this experience of podcasting with each other for the yeah. last three years right like we we have an established working relationship that we know works right like that mm-hmm. we like and we like the dynamic we have we like like the strengths we even behind the scenes that we bring to the table like it's a good it's kind of a perfect compliment of like you're the organizer i'm the like tech <laughs> side of it right and yeah. <laughs> so even that like we've established this workflow that works really well so yes it is a time commitment and yes it is you know a lot and yes it is multiple years of our lives we're looking at doing this um but the workflow itself is probably going to be the same and like i know that's very like inside baseball kind of dry like look behind the curtain stuff but i think like this this working relationship working is the only reason we can take this on as well as the jaws podcast at the same time yeah very much so it just kind of feels like doing more of what we do already and do like pretty efficiently and 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 well as well like we Mm. you know we're putting out content we're we're making new stuff we're having new ideas all the time and everything so it's just Mm -hmm. like keeping that keeping that going but actually having a a place to share it because i mean we've been shoehorning marty into the the jaws conversations like pretty much since day one so this felt like inevitable the next uh stage in our evolution if you will but um yeah yeah very very excited to get started and yeah looking forward to going on this journey it'll be interesting i always find it interesting it was interesting like once we finished jaws listening mm-hmm. back to like us at the beginning and kind of like how it started and, like the excitement and everything so i'm looking forward to like looking forward to getting started obviously but also looking forward to like coming out the other side of it and seeing like what yeah. we've what we've learned and what we've kind of experienced and enjoyed and not enjoyed and yeah all of that mm-hmm. stuff that sounds all like very deep that we will come out of this changed people but I mean, we are. We are. Like we're I gonna, hope so. at the very least, <laughs> at the very least, we're going to come out more educated. That's for damn sure. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> like I, oh man, I'm so excited to watch these companion films because I haven't seen most of them. And so, um, yeah. I think last bit that I have before we sort of wrap this up, send you on your merry way until Shadows releases, is this is a show that will be releasing every two weeks, right? Yes. Um, That's on the plan. Tuesdays. <laughs> What's that? That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, currently, yeah. Every two weeks um, with uh, the companion film first and then the Scorsese film. Some films have multiple companion films, so we are going to do all the companion films first. Um, yeah. This episode, and it's, uh, the release day is Tuesdays usually. Um, obviously, we ask that you be flexible with us on that. Um, we're going to try our best to get them out on Tuesdays, but I do run three podcasts and I do the majority of the editing. So, um, yeah, uh, Tuesdays is the goal at this point. And then the Jaws podcast releases on Fridays, which is why we have that sort of stopgap in there for us. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the show or ready to party? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you comes, have, uh... Do you have a pairing that you're looking forward to the most? Just because I love both of them 
a lot. I'm really looking forward to Night of the Hunter and Kate yeah. Bit. Uh, so, so excited. So excited. <laughs> like, I've never done a pod about Night of the Hunter, but I legit cannot picture a person I would want to talk about that movie with more oh, than you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that movie so much. Um, mine is the Bringing Out the Dead, um, specifically Flowers of St. Francis and Bringing Out the Dead, because those are two movies I have seen both of. And what the shit, Marty? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, absolutely bananas choice. I like can't, I cannot believe that he like I saw it on there and I was like oh I love I love Flowers of St. Francis it's a great great movie and I saw the pairing and I was like what um, <laughs> it makes no sense to me but I'm hopefully revisiting it because that's actually not a film that I watched in film school it's a film I watched in my world religions class um, and to see him pair that with Bringing Out the Dead and so the context of which I know flowers of st francis is like this very earnest depiction of a man of great faith and <laughs> the context in which i know bringing out the dead is nicholas cage hates his job um <laughs> and so uh yeah i'm very interested to see if i can pick out where wh what his intent was with that because at at time of recording i got nothing <laughs> um, also just looking forward to talking about after hours with you because i think that's just a great movie such a fun movie to talk about yeah i i only watched that for the first time recently and i we i mean as soon as it finished i was messaging you about it so i feel like that is a good <laughs> sign yeah. of that being a good conversation um yeah i'm i'm excited to fill in all the the gaps that i have as well because there are mm -hmm. quite a few and we'll I'll save the embarrassing ones for when it's actually those episodes because I think some of the ones I haven't seen might surprise people. So we'll save the big reveal when I can yeah. be like, ooh, Sarah, you Sarah's not one, really a film There fan. was one that was buck wild to me. Yeah, um, well, well. <laughs> yeah, I've, there are two There are two I haven't seen and now I'm going to save them uh, Yes. for the pod. But it's two like minor ones. It's Age of Innocence and Kundun, um, sure. which like Kundun's been, is just hard to get a hold of. Uh, yeah. And then Age of Innocence is just one that's passed me by. And it's also mm -hmm. the only time he's worked with Daniel Day-Lewis. So uh, ah. I am looking forward to that. But, you know, those aren't, like, the ones people talk about, you know? Like, Kandun's a, yeah. a punchline in an episode of The Sopranos, you know? Um, yeah. I feel so... very attacked now, though, because there's one that you know that I haven't seen. And <laughs> now you're yeah. like, oh, there's some of the, like, minor ones, you know? Like, most people yeah. haven't seen these ones. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only two that I think. I mean, there's some documentaries. Like, I haven't seen the Fran Leibovitz documentary that he talks about on sure. the list. And st some stuff like that. I had no idea he made that Armani documentary. Yeah. Like, it's a short. I think it's like 20 minutes or something. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've ne I'd never heard of that, ever. Mm -hmm. Which is weird, because you were saying that, like, you hadn't heard of New York Stories, which is the yeah. movie Dr. with Copeland. I have heard of that. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, and we cover the 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 breadth on this. I mean, on our behind the scenes spreadsheet, I added the run times to that because it just is just helpful for my brain and planning how much time I need to dedicate to watching mm -hmm. these films. Um, and we go from twenty minutes to like four hours, baby. So, uh... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you want to let everyone know where they can they can find us? The socials yep. are set up; they are running, yep. so you can go and find us. Yes, um, you can find us at Let's Party Marty on Twitter. 
Um, oh, the Instagram handle is different. I didn't realize that. Um, so yeah, on Twitter, uh, you can find us at Let's Party Marty. Um, on Instagram, you can find us at Let's Party Marty Pod. Um, if you would like to follow us individually, you can follow us at Sarah Buttery. That's S A R A H B U D D E R Y. Twitter's probably still, well, it's still alive. The best place to follow <laughs> us. Um, and at MJ Smith eight nine one, respectively. If you are not on social medias, congratulations. Um, you can email us at martypartypod at gmail.com. Um, yeah. It, it, with that said, it's Marty time, bitches. 